Last week, uh, at the end of the service, I gave you a, a Christmas prayer uh, that we could pray throughout the season. It was a prayer of preparation and getting our heart uh, ready. So I thought we would, uh, we would kind of start where we ended last week. Uh, the prayer uh, is uh, on the screen, but it's also on the outline for you right there at the top if you want to pick that up. And uh, we're just going to say this prayer together again uh, as, we, as we get ready for this Christmas season as it's coming to us. Would you say this prayer with me? Ready? Jesus, this Christmas, help me prepare my heart. Help me to get my eyes and my attention on you. I want you, Jesus, to be the center of my life and my house and my ministry. I offer to you to be humble and to put forth an effort to be better with myself and with others. Stay with me, Lord. I cannot celebrate the true meaning of Christmas without you being present. I know that the most important thing is not the gifts, the decorations, or the sermons. None of these have worth, Lord, if you are not with me. You are Emmanuel, God with us, God with me. This Christmas, I give you my life. Please fill it with meaning, hope, and your amazing love. Lord, prepare my heart for Christmas. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, today, we're just looking at one single verse of Scripture from Luke 2.11. Uh, the Scripture says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Uh, this verse we'll just break down just for a few moments um, because as we break this verse down, each part of it teaches us something about why Christ came and what his coming uh, can mean to each of us. Um, so the, the birth of Jesus that you notice in this scripture, the first thing you know is that the birth of Jesus was foretold. Uh, that means that it was prophesied or it was spoken uh, in advance. You see the simple phrase in the middle of the scripture there, born this day in the city of David. Uh, the city of David is not Jerusalem. Uh, it's Bethlehem, uh, which is about six or seven miles uh, from uh, Jerusalem. Uh, I've been there. Uh, before. Uh, and today, Bethlehem is like an Arab town under Palestinian control. But when Jesus was born, it was a Jewish community. Uh, modern Bethlehem is kind of a bustling, busy town filled with thousands of people who jostle each other as they walk down the narrow streets. The major industry in Bethlehem today is tourism when there's not a war going on. Uh, and the most important site there is the Church of the Nativity, which is in the center, uh, center of the city there. And it's built on the traditional site of the birth of Christ. Uh, the church has been built and rebuilt a number of different years. 
Uh, back in uh, the 1800s, a pastor named Philip Brooks uh, went to the Holy Land and visited Bethlehem, and he came back and he wrote this song that we continue to sing, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. You know, he wrote that like a you know, 150 years ago, uh, and it was still a tiny little village. Uh, but today, uh, we recognize it was a place where David grew up, but it's a modern city now. Uh, what we know is that the Bible foretold in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you were small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Well, what that verse is saying when it says Bethlehem Ephrathah Judah is basically saying like, like Pekin, Tazewell County, Illinois. Uh, so it's giving you a very direct place about where uh, the baby uh, was born. You know, it wouldn't have made the top vacation spots of, uh, of Israel. Um, when Jesus was born, Bethlehem was off the beaten track. You remember when the three wise men came, that they came and asked Herod and the leaders, where is the baby born or where is the king that would be born, the king of the Jews? And what they did is they quoted Micah chapter 5 verse 2 that I just read for you. Uh, so it's kind of fascinating really that these people came to see Jesus and they showed up in Jerusalem and even the religious people, they knew where Jesus was going to be born and yet they were totally indifferent to it. As a matter of fact, that's what I've been working on with you, that you wouldn't be so wrapped up in just the things of the season, or maybe there might be a Grinch or two in this room, and uh, don't, don't elbow anybody. We wouldn't want them to know that, but uh, how do we prepare ourselves so we, so we don't miss it? Most of you in this room, uh, you, you know the story. You know about Mary and Joseph. You're touched by the, the little girl that was holding the baby there, uh, but it's so important that the Christmas season is personal to us. It's not just enough to know a few details about the season. It's about knowing this Christ child that has come to us. And he was foretold that he was going to come. Uh, another thing about uh, this, this birth is that the birth of Jesus is not uh, a fable. It's not a fable. It's not just a story uh, that somebody told. In this verse, it says, born this day. Born this day, how specific could it be? You know, there are certain aspects of that that we need to know about. The first is that there were um, no real miracles that happened in the stable there. The, uh, I mentioned to you this before. You know, we believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. But what that really means is that God overshadowed Mary. And the, what, was, what was the miracle was the miracle of conception that this child was from God. Uh, so all across the centuries, we believe, Christianity believes uh, that Jesus was virgin born. The mother, Mary, uh, was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit in some kind of miraculous way. And it reminds us that just as Jesus came to be born, Jesus came to all of us. Also, well, we recognize how that it was just a normal pregnancy. You know, it's not just a fable. 
You know, a lot of times people love to talk about the stories of the Bible like they're just stories that they made up, you know, like Aesop's fables or, or those stories that you, that you read when you were a child or maybe those that you read your child or your grandchild. You know, what is written in the Bible there is written is to us to remind us that it actually came to pass, that Jesus was born. You know, everything about the biblical account of the birth of Jesus is true, including the very central truth that he really was a baby born in Bethlehem, who was truly the Son of God. He has come for us. The birth of Jesus, it was foretold. It was not a fable. It really happened. Number three, the birth of Jesus. Uh, in the birth of Jesus, what, what do you find? When you look at this story, when you look at the birth, what is it that God wants us to understand? Kind of the climax of it is in this verse where it says, a Savior who is Christ the Lord uh, is born to you. You know, in, the, in that scripture, you know, we, we get it all in the English. It says a Savior is born to you. But actually, it's really in the original. It's just three words. Savior, Christ, Lord. It's like the, the biblical writer there is trying to, to encourage you. It's almost like a cheer. Who is this baby? Savior, Christ, and Lord. Savior, is actually the, the, an Old Testament idea that talks about one who delivers uh, his people. Um, we are told in Matthew one twenty one, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus means, that he would be a savior, that he would save his people uh, from their sins. Um, we, we desperately need a savior, don't we? We need a savior uh, to bring healing and forgiveness to us, transformation uh, in our hearts and in our soul. The, the second word there is savior and then Christ you know, to some people, maybe they think that Christ is the last name of Jesus or like his surname, Jesus Christ. But that's not, that's not what Christ means. Christ means anointed one or chosen one. It's really the word for Messiah, the one that would be sent from God. Jesus is the Lord's human name given to Mary by the angel Gabriel in Luke 131. Christ is like a title that we give to him, signifying that Jesus, this baby was born, but he was the king, the deliverer, the savior that would be offered to us. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the anointed one of God. He is the one that has been sent from God to us, our, our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, recognizing him. So uh, haven't, haven't you, if you're a believer, been so overwhelmed by the grace and the mercy of God that is poured out to us? He comes to us as a Savior. He comes to us as a, uh, our master, the one that, that created us, and we are truly blessed. Savior, Christ, Lord. In the New Testament, Lord is the most frequent name that Jesus is called. Lord means one who possesses authority, power, or control. The Word of God describes Jesus as the Son of God, the head of the church, the one who rules over all creation and the Lord of lords and the King of kings. 
Uh, what a beautiful story. He is our Savior. He is Christ. Uh, he is the Lord. He is the one sent from God. That's really the heart of the Christmas story. God loved you enough to send his own son. I, I was watching you. I noticed these little children up here. They're waving and they're eyeballing you or some of them are kind of teary because they're looking for you and wondering where they are. Can you imagine a loving, almighty God sacrificing his son, his son, so that you could be saved? That's, the, that's really the core of the Christmas story. I mean, think about it. Uh, God didn't send a committee to come and figure it out. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't write a book for us to read about it, even if we have the Bible. But he, he didn't just send a substitute. When God got ready to save you, when God got ready to save the world, he sent the best that he had. He sent his one and only son. And in sending Jesus, he really is sending himself. That's the, the really the stupendous, amazing truth of Christmas is that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Not God with us in the past. Not God might be with us. Not that God will one day be with God with us now. God with us. That's why we celebrate uh, Christmas, celebrating who he is and how, what he has come. So that's the last point here. The birth of Jesus is for you. It's for us. He says, for unto you is born uh, this day in the city of David. Think about for a moment and consider uh, who is speaking and who he's addressing here. When the shepherds heard the words from the angel, they had to be blown away. I mean, we forget that the shepherds were like uh, the lowest on the social order there in the country where they lived. They were poor. They were uneducated. They were quite young, probably. Not many people would pick shepherd on their career preference form uh, in that day. There were many uh, easier ways to make a living in Israel. So when the angel says, to you is born, he's really saying, Christ came to the lowly shepherds. But what about the religious leaders in Jerusalem who knew but didn't care? He came for them too, but they missed it. You know, when Christ came, his birth was first announced to even the lowliest. They were the first ones to hear the good news of Christmas. You know, it's a great lesson for us all. The Lord came for people that feel forgotten and broken and lost. He comes for us in our families, in our lives. He comes uh, to all of us. Just a, just a simple application. The angel says, for unto you is born this day in the city, city of David. He's talking to you. He's not just talking to those little children. Yes, he came for them. He's not talking just to those older children or teenagers or young adults. He's talking to all of us everywhere. The gospel is for everyone. Why do we say we are a church for everyone? Because God includes everybody. Even if you're in this room today and you've kind of ignored him for a while. He still welcomes you. He still loves you. He knows you. He came for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that it's personal? I mean, if God wanted to communicate to a bunch of cows, he could have become a cow. 
Or if he wanted to communicate to ants or to dogs, he could have uh, come as one of them. I'm not sure he would have come as a cat, but, you know, that's another story. <laughs> we can talk about that. But he wanted to, don't write me. I know some of you are looking at me like, okay. all right. <laughs> but he wanted to communicate to you. He wanted to communicate to human beings. I can look at Jesus and say, that, that's how God is. That's how he is. That's how he wants me to live. That's what God is like. I learned that he's not some kind of impersonal force in the universe. How, how did he come to earth? The same way you did. He showed up exactly the way that you did. He came through a birth. Why? Because nobody's afraid of a baby. Nobody got upset when she came walking in. Most of us were going, oh, that's adorable. That's so sweet. He came into a world the same way that you came into the world so that we wouldn't be scared, but that we would be able to be saved. He came into the world the same way all of us did, and that's what Christmas is all about. He makes all the difference. I mean, enjoy all the rest of it. I will. I'm going to enjoy the family, and I'm going to enjoy all of our traditions and food and all those wonderful decorations. and the part. Just, It's a wonderful time. Just don't miss the real meaning. Don't miss Jesus. Put your trust in him. I, I knew about this family. This was before um, the elf on the shelf and all that. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that back then, but I had this family, and they had a, uh, they had a special little manger scene that uh, they had in their house. And they had one little boy, and the little boy loved to kind of just pick on his mama. I know some of you mamas know about that. So um, they, one of the pieces in the manger scene was like, like this shepherd, this little shepherd boy. And mama, when she would set it all up, she would put him right up close, like right in front, so that he wouldn't be blocked by the wise men or the taller shepherds. He was right there in front. Well, he would, he would, the little boy would come over, and he would sneak the shepherd. And he would sneak the shepherd and he would hide him in places uh, around, the, around the, the house. And so it became a little game between mom and the son. They were, she was always looking for it. So she would find the, the shepherd boy and he would be giggling. And then mom would sing, move me closer, move me closer, move me closer. To the child, let me see him, let me hold his hand, move me closer to the child. You see, she was playing his little game, but she was also reminding him about getting closer to Jesus. Yeah, it's quite a song for us, isn't it? Maybe that'd be your prayer. Move me closer. Move me closer, Lord, to the child. Um, I, I don't know where you are today. I would assume that the majority of people in this room know Christ, you know, you know him, you're trusting in him. I just want to tell you that if you're in this room, though, and you came to church this morning, and you haven't really opened your heart to Jesus Christ, today's a great day to do that. You know what? Your family would be so happy 
that that's what happened. You know, you can, you can get to the, the first part of January and you can think, whew, I'm glad Christmas is over, right? I know some of you all say that. But this could be a different kind of Christmas for you if you really decided, I'm going to trust Christ. I'm going to put my trust in him. I realize how important all these things are at Christmas, but nothing is more important than putting your trust. How do, how do you get closer to Christ? You surrender. You tell him, I'm, I'm sorry that I've kind of lived my life selfishly and for myself. I'm sorry about the things that I've done that I know are not pleasing to God. And I tell him those things. I tell him that I'm sorry. And I say, you know, I want you to help me to be the person that you want me to be. I want to be forgiven. And I really want to live in the right way because one of these days, I want to go to heaven. You know, all these little kids up here, you know what we teach them? We teach them to love Jesus. And that one day, they'll be in heaven with them. Don't you want to go there? Don't you want to make that kind of decision? That's a great Christmas decision. Move me closer. Move me closer to the child. Would you bow with me? Lord, I'm so thankful that we could come into a room like this today and we can celebrate with you or our friends that are watching online right now. How beautiful, how fun uh, to celebrate with our early childhood children. But Lord, we, as we come to you today, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the effort that you made to get to us, to communicate with us. Lord, I thank you for all the people that have committed their lives and surrendered themselves to you. I'm thankful that as even early in my life, learned what it means to follow Christ. But Lord, if, if there are a few friends in this, in this sanctuary right now or watching that haven't made that kind of decision, they probably have a, a wife or a husband or a child or a mom or a granddad, uh, somebody in their life that's praying for them, somebody in their life that desires that they would give their heart completely to Christ, to believe that this child born in a manger was our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, Lord, all of us say yes. We all desire to know you and to trust you. And I pray if there's somebody here today committing their heart to you, Lord, I pray that that response, that you would receive it and that you would let them know in their hearts that you love them. You don't just love the little children. You love all of us, whatever our age, whatever our situation, whatever we've done or not done. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for coming to us. For unto us is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. May we celebrate that personally in our own hearts. We thank you, Jesus, and we praise you together. In the name of Christ, we pray. Everybody said, amen.